Welcome to Spoilers Please, where we have discussions involving any form of media that tells stories, usually movies or TV shows, and we usually do so with spoilers, and I would normally warn you about that, but for this episode, as we do at the very end of the year, we do our top favorite movies of the year, and I think we're going to go with 12 movies, yeah. since, you know, they're I, 12 months in a year. Actually, I cheated. It's actually, mine's going to be a little bit more than 12, but I'll say myself as we go along. All right, and hello, my name is Albert. Oh, this is Johnny. Yes. For this episode, we are doing our top 12 favorite movies. And like the other different formats, we're just going to take turns. Um, I'm sure there, there's going to be movies that we share in our same list. So yeah, it's definitely going to be more than 12. And at the end, we'll do our uh, our bottom movies of the year. Oh, are we doing bottom movies? <laughs> yes, why we not? Doing, we're doing crappy movies? Yes, we, of course. Right. Of course we are. Of course we are. Of course right, we are. Fair enough. All right. So uh, this year has been kind of... I don't know. I think I think this year has not been... Super great, but it's been good as well. It's kind of like, ah, I overall I give this year like a B, B or B plus in terms of the quality of the movies this year. Although in my list, I watched like over 150 movies this year. Uh, half of that was was movies that I would recommend. Right, and I would say there's a lot of top ten quality movies, but there isn't one movie where it's like you know that that is the best movie of the year. You know what I mean? Yeah, I There agree. isn't that agree. 1% of the 1% great, great movie. When I'm talking about great, great movies, I'm talking about, I'm talking about your Pulp Fictions, your 2001s, your Godfathers. Recently, I, I would say Mad Max joins that club and stuff like that. You know what I mean? There isn't that movie. And it's, the same, it's the same as last year. It's the same as this year. I'll you know actually I mean? disagree with that. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll get on with that list because some of those movies that I disagree, which I think will actually, like, will be movies you'll people remember 10 years from now, is on the list. Mm-hmm. I just feel like a lot of the, all the movies I'm about to list, there isn't there isn't one where it's like nearly 99% perfect. There's always something wrong. And oh, mo- yes. Mostly with the third act. You know what I mean? Yeah, if you put it that way, then yeah. I, I can agree with that. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. But there's a lot of really, really, really good movies. A lot, you know, uh, quote-unquote great movies too. Yeah, but before we go to our list of the 2017 movies, there were movies that I saw this year that were released last year. And oh. I kind of want to do a shout-out to sure. those movies as well. Um First off, I saw the movie Your Name, yes. Kimi no Nawa, and it's a Japanese anime movie. Really, really, really good uh, movie. Uh, we, we we did an episode of that, Sportis Please, actually. So, so yeah, uh, definitely a shout out to that that came out in 2016. Yes, gorgeous movie, yeah. great story, uh, challenging story. It's fantastic. I believe last year in December, they actually had a release in Darklight. Yes. Or, I, was it, was it Arclight? I saw it at AMC. Okay. I saw AMC. Oh, no, no, no. You're talking about this year. Oh, this year, yeah. Last year, they had a qualifying run at the end of, oh, the, at oh. the, end of the year. Oh, and how'd that work out? Did they get nominated for a Best Foreign? Uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but, but speaking of the speaking of who else got nominated, the Red Turtle. Red Turtle came out last year as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the one that took the spot of, of your name. And a lot of people were angry with that. And I, I love the Red Turtle. I haven't seen the Red Turtle, but I'm assuming uh, the, your name is a better movie. you seen uh, both. Which one's the I've seen movie? both. Uh, technically, the Red Turtle. Yeah, oh, Jesus Christ. But in terms of like, fan favorite... Uh, yeah, your name. Your name your, your name kind of panders to that crowd a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like cinematic, artistically stuff, Red Turtle for sure. All right, let's put a pin on this because I, I, I'm able to watch the Red Turtle. I'm going to go watch it. I'm going to come back and yell at you. All right. Okay. Because I love Fair your enough. name. It's a, great, it's a great movie. Yeah, you're, they're both good movies. Yeah. Um, but I'm saying I think, I think the, the Academy voters chose the right one. You know what? I got, your, I got your Red Turtle right here. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. And then a, 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 a few other movies I want to do shout out is uh, By the way. 20th Century Women. 
That's uh, that came out kind of quietly yeah. towards the end of last year. I saw it. I saw it in January of this year. It's a really good movie. Another one that you can watch from my collection as well, by sure. the way. And also Silence, which we did an episode on, and sure. you know what John thinks yeah. about that. And then for my list of 2016 movies, I went. I actually saw Moonlight recently. And then it's a fantastic movie. I, it deserved the best picture of the year. It's a great movie. It's a yeah. great, great, great movie. Oh, I do want to shout out also to Tony Erdman. Tony Erdman is another. It's a foreign film that came out last year. Saw it earlier this year. Uh, it's getting an American remake, and there's no surprising. It's not a surprise because it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. Oh yeah. I also want to mention. I want to mention one, uh, one more thing too. Uh, sometimes I don't know if on this podcast, but I've mentioned it before. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, the best movie of the year. You really. Can't you really? Some of the stuff has to be. You have to stay with you. I think about it as a just state, and it takes years to kind of think about. You know what I mean? To, for it to process. You know what I mean? You need perspective and stuff like that. So after a year, I believe I don't know what what my, what my top movie of 2016 is, but I th- looking back on it, I think Arrival is now my favorite movie from last year. Because after a year of living under Trump and all this stuff, <laughs> uh, communication, working together. You know what I mean? The themes of uh, Arrival hits home uh, in a deeper and richer way right now. You know what I mean? So, yeah. That's, okay. what, that's what I want to say. About but, you don't rem- but you don't remember what you said. Last I have no idea. I'm assuming I said Deadpool because I love Dick of Archie. Either that or Civil War. Or Civil War. Something like that. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so, before we move on to our 2017 list, so once again, <laughs> we'll say every year, um, we don't do best-offs because best-off, we're saying that we're, we know what we're talking about mm-hmm. in terms of like, Technically, filmmakers, blah, 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 blah. And that's a little pretentious. Okay, so for us, it is just our personal favorite choices. And this is uh, what our list is going to be. And I disagree with that. If, if, like I said, if there was a movie, a big juggernaut movie that I feel absolutely passionate about, like I said, Mad Max, for example, from a couple years ago, if it was a movie like that, I would plant my flag. But this year, there isn't that movie. You know what I mean? Well, I can you know go all in on. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. So why don't That's you go ahead enough. and start first? Oh, sure. What, what is on what is on your list? You know what? Uh, again, this is not in any kind of particular order, I guess. But uh, I'm gonna surprise you with one. Colossal. Colossal oh, is in my twelve top twelve movie. Colossal, Colossal is also in my top twelve favorite. Uh, I I kind of vaguely remember my review of it was like a B plus kind of review. Right. Upon reflection, again, it's one of the things where upon reflection, it's a great idea of a movie is a great because all movies are like metaphors for life and this has one of the great great metaphors of all time you know what i mean yep. the idea of her uh, the idea of uh alcoholism and what you do when you're blackout drunk and what you're ultimately responsible for and guilt and hold off on the next top team because if the, the next team actually spoils the movie a little bit yeah so we'll stick with the alcoholism team but there's another huge team in the movie right that that you will get once you start watching it. I, I will say this in lieu of what you just said. Annie Sudeikis? Annie Sudeikis. It's fantastic in this movie. Yep. His arc, story arc is fantastic. Annie Sudeikis? Andy, what is it? It's I think it is Annie Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. Jason, Jason Sudeikis. Sudeikis. There you go. Okay, okay. He, it's, it's, upon reflection, it's, it's a fantastic, fantastic yep. movie. Like I said, the ideal of it is fantastic. The execution of it, the visualization of it is fantastic. Uh, colossal. Colossal, yeah. It's one of those movies where the premise is like, oh, this looks like a fun premise. And then you watch it and then you realize it's so much more than that. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. It is in my top 12 favorite of the list, uh, year. Um, I am doing my list alphabetical-wise. Sure. So Colossal will be C, so it'll be somewhere in the top. But before Colossal, there's another C movie that is, deserves to be on my list. And it is Coco. Coco. Yeah, it's yeah. in my top 12. Coco is in my top 12 as well. Uh this is people said this is Pixar back at it being its best, and in many ways I can I can kind of agree with that. It's a very I think the one the one thing that really stuck with me is that not necessarily the main character of the movie, 
who he's a name Coco. But I like the, the the family dynamic. There is a lot of movies where you see like this huge family dynamic and how it affects the main characters. A lot of movies, especially animated ones, forgets the family. Yeah. It's always the, the the boy or the girl off of their own. Their parents, coincidentally enough, are dead or whatever. This one, family is a huge important thing, and I really appreciated that. And it's not, and it's family, but also it's lineage. You know, what I mean, a lot of times when you say family, it's like immediate family: your mom, your dad, maybe your grandparents and stuff. But this is talking about lineage. You're talking about generations and how generations affect future generations. They talk about family versus art. You know, man, the support of it. And Coco's on my list. Mostly, all that stuff is true. It's beautiful to look at. The you know what I mean. It's visually, it's fantastic looking. But also because the, the, there's a bit at, in the third act that just made me uh, cry the most. Oh, same here. Same yeah. here. It, yeah. I just, just think about it right now. It makes me cry and cry and cry. It's probably the most emotional uh, moment of any movie. Uh, it was the most emotional, most crying I did in, in any movie in 2017. Yeah. And, and I would even say it's not even manipulative. It's it it earns that yes. scene. It earns that scene. I think I mentioned uh, in my review. I saw this scene coming a million miles away. I knew exactly what I was going to do. And when it still landed, when it still happened, I still cried like a baby. And everybody yep. in the theater cried too. It was one of those moments, just like uh, uh, Last Jedi, you know what I'm talking about, Last yes, Jedi, yes. where the crowd just goes completely silent and it's just it's just magic. Yeah. Yep. Coco, it's also my top 12. Okay, what's next on your list? Oh, should I mention my, my cheat? My cheat right now is... Uh, Marvel movies, Marvel Studio movies. You know what I mean? Why is that a cheat? Because it's three movies. You know what I mean? It's not one. Two, you know. Oh, what so mean? they're not in your top twelve, but you have to mention it. No, all saying? three of these are in. I count these three movies as one movie. As so one you slot. really are cheating. I am cheating. I'm not even doing that. I can't. I can't. How how are you gonna separate between Thor, Guardians of the Galaxy, and Spider Man? Easily, you just separate them. Nope. They're all <laughs> they're all fantastic. They're all well written. They're all well directed. They're all funny. The the it's a great. It's a great franchise. I also want to mention, uh, what do you call it? In comparison to other franchises, your Terminators, your Aliens, you know what I mean? Your uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff like that. This, we're like 17, 18 movies in, nine years in, and these movies are getting better. You know what I mean? The yeah. other ones, I can't, I could barely finish an Alien movie, a Pirates movie, you know what I mean? These, the, Every time they introduce new ideas or new characters in those Alien franchises and, and, uh, and the Pirates franchise. I couldn't give a rat's ass more compared to the Marvel one. You know, Valkyrie, I love, you know what I mean? Uh, the Vulture and Spider-Man, I love, you know what I mean? They're introducing new characters, new stories visually. And they're, they're getting, also getting better in the sense that people have, sh- have have shit on the music in Marvel. But some of the music now, but the music in the in these three movies have gotten better, you know what I mean? The, the orchestra, the theme, and all that, it's gotten better. The villains are better. It's something else they're improving yeah. on. The cinematography and stuff like that, which is, which is something they also got shat on before. It's gotten better and stuff like that. The franchise, the Marvel franchise has actually gotten better. Yeah, I would say that's true. Especially, like, I'll, go, I'll go with the, the criticism of villains. Uh, this year, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, uh, well, that's, that's a spoiler, I guess. Yeah. The villain is a spoiler, but I thought it was really well developed and mm-hmm. how he was the villain. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, Vulture. I mean, people are probably going to completely agree Vulture is arguably the best villain that they have yeah. right now one of the, the best moments of this year is a, an encounter between Spider-Man and Vulture and stuff yeah. towards the middle end of the movie yeah and, and not, like. not even in costume it's just yeah. Michael Keaton and what's his face you Peter know. Parker Peter Parker I'm trying yeah. to get the actor's name but uh, Tom Holland <laughs> Tom Holland there you yes. go <laughs> just, just, just the two of them talking and mm-hmm. it was quite an intense scene yeah. um, I would argue Hello is actually a good villain uh, some people argue against that 
but I thought I thought she was actually really good. Mm-hmm. You know, and also also I want to mention that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. If you had, if you want to make me choose one between uh, between the three of them, Guardians of the Galaxy to me in my mind is actually gotten better over the month. It's it's a fantastic movie. It ends with a raccoon crying, which is just unbelievably edgy and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's it's a fantastic thing, and also. Uh, I also want to mention something that I didn't mention in my review. In a lot of these blockbuster movies, uh, the dialogue can be very generic and bland because of the international market. You know what I mean? They have to, you have to, because, uh, you know, what you say in the movie has to kind of be digestible for people in Russia, people in Korea, all these different cultures and stuff like that. And the great thing about Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is James Gunn doesn't care about that. You know what I mean? He, he's writing to the character. Like the character... Uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Peter Quill. All his dialogue is very uh of the eighties. You know, he mentioned Cheers. He mentioned you know all these kind of pop culture things. You would, it's not, it's, you know, it's to the character. It's very specific, and that stuff can cannot be translated easily to foreign markets. You know what I mean? So you have to give it credit for that. You know what I mean? I right, think, right. You know what I mean? It's really, it's really well written, specific character driven dialogue and stuff like that is what is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. I, I know, I know there are some people who are lukewarm with Guardians Volume Two. But but yeah, I actually really liked it a lot. It is in my it is in my top twelve favorites. Um, I don't know what, what I'm gonna do now because you cheated. Because <laughs> uh, for me, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two and Spider Man Homecoming are in my top twelve, so that's two slots. <laughs> so if I cheat and and, and combine Guardians and Spider Man into one section, I guess the next the next superhero movie that will go up will actually be Wonder Woman. Yeah, you know. But um, we'll. Actually, no, I think it won't be. <laughs> it will be Logan. There's something above Wonder Woman that I have. Yeah, it's Logan. Um, but anyways, going back to my list. So <laughs> we did Coco, Colossal, um, Get Out. Yes. Get Out is in my top 12. And a lot of it has to do with, because it's kind of like, not really a horror movie, but it kind of is. Mm-hmm. But it's more of a horror movie in, in the social uh, commentary sense. Yeah. And a lot of people thought there was some kind of supernatural thing, and there wasn't. Although there's a scientific thing. It's more sci-fi. Thing. Thing. It's yeah. a more sci-fi thing. And... and I know the Golden Globes had it under comedy, and the only thing comedic about it is the guy's best friend. Yeah. Right? So, but overall, it's a mishmash of different genres put into one, and it works so well. And a lot of it has to do with a lot of the actors. And yeah. I don't know about you, but uh, the fact that it's a story about a minority that uh, that goes into, uh, that, it's that on the surface seems to be accepted by the old upper middle class, but they're actually using the minority for insidious purposes. It's very relatable in 2017. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. It seems like uh, rich white people want you and very welcoming you and stuff like that. But for some reason, they're using you for insidious or just treat you as property. It's very relatable in 2017. Get out. It is. It's also very um, efficiently edited and directed. Mm-hmm. Like it gets to this groove. Like by the end of the movie, you're expecting more. But nope, it told its story. And then that was it. You know, it was like, like, Oh, okay. It was very efficient. Yeah. This yeah. is a movie that should have multiple nominations. Best uh, directing, writing, best supporting actor for the best friend, the comedy relief and stuff like that. It's it's great. It's a, it's a legitimately a great movie. If you wanted me to nail down like a top five movie, this uh, a list, this would definitely be up there. So it's great. All right. Yeah. Spe- since you did uh, original first time directors uh, with uh, Get Out, uh, I'm going to say Lady Bird. It's on my list. Mm, yes, Lady it's a Bird, fanta- this is a fantastic. Lady movie. Bird also on my list. Yeah, it's just a fantastically well written, well directed movie. It's you know what I mean, and it's one. Of, I, I said during my review, it's one of those movies that doesn't really show its card at the beginning. You know what I mean? It doesn't let you in right away as far as what the movie's about, where the characters are going. But once you're in, you're really invested in the 
in these people's lives and stuff like that. Lori Metcalf, the mother, is fantastic. The lady that uh, Lady Bird herself is fantastic. Yeah, Saoirse Ronan. Yeah, she. It's great. It's a great movie. It's a. It's it's two of the most two of the best movies of the year are from two first time directors and stuff like that. Uh, Greta Gerwin and uh, uh, Jordan Peele. Forget out. It's it's a it's a great movie. It, it is a great movie. I I, I really love this movie. It's um. Part of it too, because it's like even though I under view, I said I can't really relate with uh, Lady Bird's like personality, mm-hmm. but I understand and kind of can sympathize. So it's mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it really gets. It's really one of those like like it's a character study movie. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people might look at plot like a like a huge big thing, but this one is definitely character study. And thematically wise, it, it works so well. And what I like also about the the movie is it's it's just it's genuine, it's sincere, it's earnest. You know what I mean? The character might be somewhat like sarcastic and off put and kind of off put put off standoffish, I guess. You know what I mean? Right. But the movie itself is very sincere and earnest and stuff like that. It's it's you know what I mean? Not trying to be ironic, not trying to be hip and cool. It's not trying to be Juno and stuff like that. It's uh, it's just one of the things I love about it. it it's a great movie. It it is it is yeah. a great movie. All right, what is next? Oh, I think it's my turn, right? Yeah, it's your turn. So you already got my Coco, Colossal, Get Out, uh, Guardians, Lady Bird. Okay, above Lady Bird, since I'm going alphabetical, It. 2017's It. Uh, It probably did uh, better than the... uh, Not probably, it did. It did do better than the middle... than the the miniseries that came out on ABC all those decades ago. That's a low bar, but yeah, okay. (laughs) And I did like the direction of having it focus mostly just on the... The young side of it, spoilers, because it's an adult side, and and I it is though just the whole relationship between those kids is really what solidifies the movie into being such an enjoyable, enjoyable movie to watch. It's not even that scary, you know. It has horror aspects, but it's, I don't think it was that scary either. I think it's mostly intense. That's how, that's how, that's how I characterize it. As maybe, intense. maybe maybe like a thriller in a sense, kinda. Yeah, and of course, uh, uh, Pennywise. Pennywise itself, you know, a lot of people were doubted anybody could top. Uh, Tim Curry, but here we go. Here's another version of Pennywise, and it works just as well. Very, very, very effective. Yeah, and the budget for this movie was like I think less than fifteen. I think it's really low. And then they make the most out of it. You know what I mean? It's great use of cinematography, great use of coloring. You know, uh, costuming and stuff. This thing looks like a million bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's fantastic. It. You know what I mean? I, I really love this movie a lot. It's also on my list of top twelve movies of the year. It's a fantastic movie. I, I love this movie. It's another one where it's. Uh, just like Lady Bird, just like Get Out, this director is one of those directors I'm not, I'm not, go- I'm now gonna follow. You know what I mean? I'm interested to see what he does next. Next, I think it's like it's a co-director, isn't it? No, it's, it's a, siblings. It's a, it's a, it's a co-sibling thing in the sense that he directed it and her, his sister is the producer. Ah, but okay. yeah, yeah, it's it's great. I, I love this. I love this so much and stuff. Well, so so far we're we're pretty much on point with our list. Yeah, so that's why I got to change it up a little bit. I think here's a movie. I don't think that would be on your list. Okay, uh, I just saw it a couple of days ago. I, uh, Spielberg's The Post. I love uh, the post. Yeah, not on my list. It's a great. It's a fantastic movie. You know what I mean? It's a it's a movie that uh, what do you, I think you take Spielberg for granted. Yes, you do. Uh, you know what I mean? And when when he when he goes 100 miles per hour, he it's great it's fantastic you know what I mean it's not Indiana Jones it's not Jaws and stuff like that, but this is a really really solid classically made movie and stuff and it's a movie that's that it's actually throwing a lot of information at you it's a lot of a lot yeah. a lot of him and it's like different layers too uh, one part of it is just getting the story out investigating the story one part is the business of the newspaper about going public you know and one's part of the government versus the newspaper and one's about uh the relationship between the newspaper people and the people and the subjects a lot of, and it's also very personal too it's a 
personal story of uh, Mill Street, that character, how she has to grow and and stand up for herself. You know what I mean? It's and it does all these things uh, effortlessly, effortlessly too. You know what I mean? You never you're never really lost in the movie. You know what I mean? You know exactly kind of where you are, even though there's a lot of characters, a lot of stories being thrown at you. It's classically directed. You know, you know, it's one of those movies where you know exactly. You just love looking at it. You know what I mean? At one point, you follow a box from outside the office to inside the office, but another part of the office, and then you never kind. Of, you know what I mean? It, it can be kind of choppy. You know, lesser director, it could be kind of choppy, kind of weird. Spielberg makes it smooth and silk. You know, it's just beautiful to look at. It's it's a great movie. I love the post. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. I don't know if I loved it, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, on on first glance, you think it's a movie about free speech, mm-hmm. and then and then it switches the theme a little bit. Yeah. To to a thing about women empowerment. Yeah. Which kind of tr- caught me off guard, but I completely appreciated that, that yeah. it's actually in the movie. Yeah, and I think what Spielberg is trying to say with the female empowerment versus the the the, the uh, freedom of press and also what happened with the the Pentagon Papers and stuff like that. I think what they're trying to well, he's one of the sly one of the uh, messages the movie's trying to say is if there were more women in the room, we wouldn't be in this mess. You know what I mean? It's, right. It's too many guys in too many guys, too many white guys, old white guys in a room making decisions. They need more diversity and stuff like that. There, there's a, there's a lot of subtle things that and sometimes not so subtle things that Spielberg do where women are at, a lot of there's a lot of scenes where people enter rooms exit rooms go into doors to that table and stuff like that I think yep. he's in a very subtle way he's trying to say women need to be present you know their opinion needs to be uh, heard and stuff like that you know what I mean it's Agreed. Like, and also I also want to mention too uh, in a lesser movie the Pentagon Papers the, the papers itself would have been like a MacGuffin you know what I mean it's something they would have chased and stuff like that but in this movie he decides to explain why the MacGuffin and why the Pentagon Papers is important and what the implications are and stuff like that that's that's, that's something else I thought was really nice I, I would argue it's still kind of like a MacGuffin but it does go into more detail than a MacGuffin would yeah um, I would also say that it's almost like a heist film a little bit because they're trying to get this out and you don't know if they're able to pull it off or not. So yeah, yeah. It, it's like a it's like it's almost like a heist film as well. And like I said, it's just gorgeous to look at. A, 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 something that Spielberg does really well is a lot of times people uh, notice these big long uh, sequences where there's there's no edit. You know what I mean? Those long tracking two three minute. Uh, five minute, uh, un, you know, tracking shots that you know there's no edits and stuff like that. But Spielberg does these little one minute, thirty second, you know, I me mean, no edit shots that are, that 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 beautifully uh, lets you, uh, what do you call it, be in a place. You know, what I mean, you feel after this movie, you feel like you've been into that newsroom, that post, and you feel like you've been into Mill Streep's house and stuff because of the way he shoots and stuff like that. Like, for example, if a, a counterpoint is like Justice League, I have no idea where, where Justice League takes place. You know what I mean? It's all CGI. It's all green screens, a lot of editing, a lot of back and forth. You know what I mean? I have no idea what happens in Justice League in terms of environment and location. In the post, because of the way he shoots it, it you, you really get a sense of the place. You know what I mean? A, a location, a time and a place. You know what I mean? So yeah, the well, post. Yeah, before before we delve into like a full conversation about the post, let's move on. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it, it, yeah, that's right. Because we probably won't dedicate a whole episode to it. Yeah. All right. So I did my C, my G's, my I, and my L. My here's another L. Logan. There you go. Yeah. Logan is on my list. Um, we met, we allude to the whole like movies have problems with the third act. This one, yeah, the third act isn't always perfect. How many times did the uh, Logan uh, fall unconscious in the third <laughs> act? Oh, I'm out. But I think oh, what really wins this over, first off, it completely embraces the R rating. So you finally see yeah. Klaus actually like killing people, uh, blood and all that yeah. stuff. But the tone of the movie feels a lot like a Western yeah. in a sense. And, and and it's just like this like 
pure melancholy, pure sadness mm-hmm. kind of feel throughout the whole thing. And it works so well with, with the characters. Yeah. And, and, and if you just narrow the focus a little bit just to uh, what it does for superhero movies, it does a lot. You know, I mean? it's, it's telling a story that's never been told in, in the superhero uh, genre. genre and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's talking about, you know, they're, they're talking about superheroes whose time has passed. You know I mean, they're past their prime. This is them on the way out. It's them being old and fragile and stuff yeah. like that. You know what I mean? It's about mental illness. It's about uh, the body breaking down and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Uh, there's there's so many beautiful scenes of just Logan uh, caring and taking care of Professor X in his who's down in his late 90s, hundreds yeah. or something like that. Yeah. It's just stuff you've never seen before. You know what I mean? It's uh, just like Deadpool. Deadpool does it in a different way, but it's just like Deadpool. It pushes, it expands the superhero genre and stuff like that. It's 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 it's, it's really good. It's, it's really good. It is. And, and, and I know Patrick Stewart is going to get buried or, or forgotten mm-hmm. in the list of all the acting roles in 2017, mm-hmm. but my God, he's so good yeah. as Professor X in this one. This is one of those movies where I, if... if this and Wonder Woman, it's other are the two movies where I wish they just had a better third act. You know what I mean? Because if they had a better third act, I would consider these two movies almost like masterpieces. You know what I mean? Almost, you know what I mean? It's great. Even though I don't like a lot of the third act in Logan and stuff, the last scene and stuff with uh, the Lady Wolverine, it's 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 beautiful. The Lady Wolverine. Well, I don't want to spoil it too much. You know, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, Lady, right. it's a beautiful last. Saying that scene. is almost like saying a spoiler. Yeah. And also, <laughs> just FYI, Logan, I believe, started the year as uh, it's one of many uh, 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 what called refugee movies. It's one of the first oh, yeah. of many. True, true, true. Uh, uh, what's that? Noah, Noah stories and stuff. No, not Noah. Uh, Moses stories and stuff like that. Is this War, War for Planet of the Apes, Jedi in a little bit, and a little bit of a Thor Ragnarok? A lot of refugee stories this year. True. Good true. times. All right. What's next on your list? What is next on my list? Oh, you know what? I'll go with another recent movie, uh, Shape of Water. Shape of Water mm-hmm. is one of my top movies of the year. It, I just saw it a couple days ago. It's a beautiful story. Shape of Water. Actually, not in my top twelve. Um, it's a fantastic. My movie. spoiler right now is not spider. It's my number 13 currently right now. Mm-hmm. So it just barely made it. And I, I think I alluded to this with, uh, I told John this off recording. My problem with Shape of Water, problem. Uh, first off, a big shout out to Richard Jenkins. Phenomenal He's acting fantastic. role in this one. Yeah. Pretty much steals the movie. But my, my issue, as it goes with a lot of romance uh, movies that has romance in it, I want to see both sides of the story mm-hmm. in terms of the romance. And, and admittedly, the amphibian man, pretty cool. And you can kind of sympathize with the guy, but... I'm not completely there. So. I, I love it. I just yeah. love it. I don't think that's an issue for me because the female man is supposed to, it, to me it represents a god, an elemental force and stuff. It's about the other characters, how they relate to it. You know what I mean? Obviously, okay. the the mute lady is obviously fell in love. The scientist has a love for it as well, but it's a very scientific uh, love. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a different kind of thing. And the, of course, the villain is uh, hate. He doesn't love the, the 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 god at all. There's some amazing sequences. The cinematography is amazing. Just like Spielberg, I think this movie and the post are the two best directed movie in terms of visually. You know, what I mean? even better than uh, uh, Blade Runner 2049 uh, uh, um, in terms of just pure directing, the pure look of it, the pure edit of it. It's it's a gorgeous, gorgeous movie and stuff. It's a, and all this. I are we gonna do a spoiler review of it and stuff? If I, you want to. Uh, I'll, then I'll go into more details during the spoiler review. There's a lot of wonderful if, scenes. If we go to spoilers. Yeah, if we go. Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful movie. I love this movie a lot. It might actually, in in time, it might actually be, if I had, again, if I had to make a, a top five movie, this would be in a top five. It's a great movie. I love this a lot. All right. So that was The Shape of Water. Uh, next on my list, I passed the L's. 
I got an S. I want to go back to Spider-Man Homecoming here because it is on my list. Uh, we alluded to this conversation in the car with Vulture and Spider-Man. Um, I got to still give a shout out to the way it was directed in terms of like, this is supposed to be like a John Hughes type movie mm-hmm. where what if you were a teenager and you had superpowers, what mm-hmm. would you do? This is kind of yeah. the movie that actually kind of covers that. And I kind of like the I like the fact that it juggles between his his uh, student life and mm-hmm. his superhero life and how much of a struggle it is. Yeah. Uh, even in the the Sam Raimi Spider-Man version, he, they, they didn't really do that. Yeah. He was either he's in well, school. Well, to be fair, Tobey Maguire was like thirty years old. At the time. <laughs> true. So that, true that. Yeah. So it isn't often you see a movie about like an actual teenager getting like yeah. superhero powers, and I kind of really appreciated yeah. the, the 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 narrative of this movie because and of that. To illustrate that that first uh, sequence with uh, Peter Parker, that 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 sequence where you, you spend one day with him as he goes through high school, just counting down the minutes, the seconds to be till school's over, so you become to like, become Spider Man. Yeah. It's probably one of the Best sequences of uh, it's I mean it's up there with uh, Wonder Woman and and, and you know uh, as far as like a, like a sequence you know what I mean as far as you know best superhero sequence you know what I mean of the year you know so that's a great great sequence because like I said it it, it you you can so you're in that moment with Peter Parker as he's counting down like hey man this is all this high school stuff is bullshit man. I want to get out of here I want to put on Spider Man's costume yep. the way it's edited the way it's shot the humor that's in it it's fantastic it's up there like I said. It's one of the great uh, superhero sequences of, of this year. You know what I mean? It's great. Agreed, agreed. Well, what's next on your list? Did we do Wonder Woman already? Uh, I haven't. Okay, I'll do Wonder Woman then. Wonder Woman is it's just, it's great. It's I think the uh, if you were to carry, if you were to say what are, the, what are the most important movies of the year, I would say it's Wonder Woman and probably Get Out. You know what I mean? Those are the two right. most important movie movies. Because finally, they, they got a big superhero female lead movie right. You know what I mean? And they finally got a DC movie right, for God's sakes. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, like right. I said during the, my review, just give just have make Patty Jenkins make all the DC movies and have her make all the choices because she's made a lot of really smart, really good choices. I don't, I can't imagine why Gal Gadot doesn't get nominated for Best Actress for Wonder Woman. I can't imagine another lady playing Wonder Woman. She plays it with so much empathy and compassion, but also when it comes down to it, she'll kick your ass. Yeah. We all, we've mentioned... The, the No Man's Land is probably one of the best sequences of... Oh, uh, bar, bar, bar none, yeah. Yeah, of, of all year. time. I don't know about all time, but bar, by, of this there. year for sure. Of this year for all sure. time. Of all time. It's just a great sequence because, like I said, the reason why I fell in love with comic books, not just comic book movies, but just comic books in general, is like uh, superheroes are supposed to you know help the innocent, you know, fight for justice and stuff. And that's, and that's perfectly illustrated in that sequence and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So Wonder Woman as uh, No Man Land sequence, and also it's just not these big action sequences. That's great. The, the just the, her characterization is great. I mentioned in my review. There's moments where she interacts with the with uh, with Steve, Steve Trevor. Yeah, Steve Trevor, and also the Holland Commandos, right? Their version yeah, of the Holland yeah. Commandos and stuff like that. You know what I mean? It's just great. You know what I mean? It's, it shows a lot of humanity and compassion and stuff like that. And it, I, I love this movie a lot. It's great. Yeah, I, I really like the interactions she has with Steve Trevor, and that's one of the that's one of the things I really liked about the movie. Um, I believe in the review I said that I it's a very good chance that Wonder Woman is not going to be in my top ten, and sure enough, it's not in my top ten. Yeah, um, it's just right outside it. It'll probably be my top fifteen. Kind it's of just thing. that third act, man. That third <laughs> act is just a cut and paste from the Zack Snyder movie, and it's just it's Captain America's ending too. It's it's a large hump to get over. I think for I, me, it was still because it was too much of an origin story still. Yeah, and. That in, there wasn't enough for me to completely win yeah. me over. Plus, the third act didn't really help. Yeah, and also yeah. it had it does have one of the biggest superhero cliches where oh your parent doesn't want you to go out there to fight the the evil and stuff like that. You just stay home and do your thing here. And it's like stuff. This is like a couple of big things that we've seen before, but it does give 
hopefully now that it's a huge success, I hope Patty Jenkins is really has complete control over the sequel yeah. and stuff. You know what I mean? So yeah. And I, and I've held back with the whole I have to do an origin story. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, next on my list is um, well, and we're in the S's, so I. I'm sure you can guess what my S is going to be. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Yes. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Uh, we did recently, the previous episode was the our, our Star Wars, Last Jedi review. So you can listen to that one. But uh, just, to, just to put a point, it's a Star Wars movie that took chances. Yeah. It took chances. And, and it pretty much made it so that years ago, we were thinking like, oh, so all the episode numbers are going to be all about the Skywalker line. And then eventually... <laughs> Aren't you going to run out of Skywalkers? But this is the one, the movie that tells you, you know what? You don't have to follow the Skywalker yeah. run all the time. And I really, that's, I really appreciate it. But for the most part, well-directed movie, I thought. And I just, I just loved a lot about it. It's a lovely, lovely, lovely movie. It's very heartfelt too and stuff like that. It's actually a movie um, that I saw maybe like two weeks ago that I, I'm still kind of processing, still thinking yeah. about and stuff like that. It's a it's it's a it's a really really fantastic movie. It, it might actually end up being my favorite movie of the year. You know, oh, what I mean? wow, there's okay. still a lot of sequences that I don't like. You know, I've seen it twice. There's some sequences I still don't like. But the message of the movie, the core of the message and stuff like that, it's a very it's very touching and stuff like that. And like I said, when I when I've mentioned uh, what makes a great great movie is partly your emotionally emotionally it has to be very resonant but also it has to push the art form forward you know what I mean yes. and the way that Ryan Johnson uh, sort of like integrates the force the philosophy of the force with the visual storytelling of the movie the way he integrates these things it's very good you know it's, it's never been done like that you know I mentioned yeah. in my in our review the, that last sequence where the what do you call it where they shoot the blaster to hit the door and on spoilers one. yes yeah you know what I'm saying yeah. oh and all, you know what I mean once you see that on one side of the screen the other side is uh uh, a Finn and Rose represent the other side of the force, the Jedi side of the light side of the force. You know what I mean? That's you see that a lot throughout the movie, yeah. and it's, it's it's beautiful. Basically, that, basically, basically thematic wise, there's a lot to say in narr- the narrative in the story, and thematic wise, there's, there's a lot of things to say about the visuals as well. And also, you mentioned it takes a lot of chances, but it's also it, you all the chances and all the kind of twists and turns. It can still be traced back to the original trilogy and stuff. Right, it's, it's radical, but it's also still very familiar too. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. All you gotta do is just look up the the whole thing about people's reaction to the Empire Strikes Back. You can see very, very similar reactions. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what's next on your list? Holy crap! How many more of these do I have to do, man? I still have like three movies to mention. Let me see. Let me go through my list. We mentioned it. We mentioned Spider Man. Oh, dude, Dunkirk. For some reason, makes it. Wow, Dunkirk, really? Hey, I'm surprised too, man. I think this is where we had an argument about about uh, like uh, Dun- Dun- Dunkirk standing by the end of the year, <laughs> and you're the one that was opposed to it. Yeah, and, but the thing is, I also did mention in our personal life that I see, I saw it twice. I, I went for another friend to go see it, and it works better the second time around. You know what I mean? Because okay. the first time you kind of like trying, it's a, like you know, it's very intellectual. So you try to piece whatever's going on at three. Intellectual. It's a lot of action sequences. It's a lot of timelines. A lot of things you're kind of putting together. In the next time, in the next viewing. It kind of float a lot better. You're kind of just watching the movie. And I still have some issues with it. It's still very cold. And to me, like I said, film is a very emotional uh, art form. You should kind of you should be more drawn into a film than, than Dunkirk allows you to. But I respect it. I, I dig the, the timeline. I like the fact that, the uh, what's his name? Christopher Nolan is challenging himself. He's challenging the, 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 the viewer and stuff like that. Yeah. The ending is still very, very heavy-handed with the whole voiceover and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But yeah. Okay. Well, the thing is, here, well, here's the problem. Because we're doing kind of, we're not doing it in, in order. I can't tell you that this is the number twelve movie of the year. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> so, I mean, we're just saying it's in our twelfth. 
I mean, I ha- I have my numbers for my actual list that you can get, oh, okay. that you guys can read. Uh, towards the end of the year, I'll release my top forty favorite yeah. movies of the year. So it will be on it will be on the the four dubs blog section. But let me I'll tell website. you this though. This didn't make my top twelve like the big sick. If if anybody wants to challenge me and want I want me to uh, exchange Dunkirk for Big Sick, I'm, I'm way okay with. Funny it. you mention that because next yeah. on my list is it's the big yeah. the Big Sick. Yeah, that's, that's what I figured. I was debating whether I should put the as in T or Big Sick or mm-hmm. as in B, but I went for the as in T. So the Big Sick for sure is on my list. Uh, spoilers to my top forty list. It is my favorite movie of the year, and a lot of it has to do with with once again the theme of the movie as well as the relationship. And, and then what happens in the middle of the movie that drives the rest of the movie with the parents. And like, yes, I just absolutely love this story. Yeah. Unlike Son, the third acts in the other movies I've mentioned, this one has a great third act, uh, a middle and third act. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love the fact that in the middle of this love story, they kind of break up, but also he, uh, Kumio Nanjiani's character, gets involved in a love story between him and his parents, <laughs> her yeah. parents and stuff yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. They carry the movie and and, and stuff. And also what I like is after, this is not a spoiler because the lady, the real person in the world is alive. After she comes out of her coma and stuff like that, the movie continues. And you know what I mean? And she has to play catch up to everything yeah. else that's happening. And it's so one of the most realistic reactions to a love story that you don't normally get in love yeah. stories. And I really appreciate it. And that. I also mentioned the fact that there are arguments before they break up. There are arguments between the two uh, leads that are just fantastic. It just rings true to real life. Like, yeah. this, you can understand that the writing comes from two people that actually know each other. You know what I mean? There's such venom and sharpness to it and truth to it. That's just fantastic. And there's, this is, I don't think it's a spoiler, but uh, Kumil is kind of introduced to other ladies and stuff like that. Yeah. And one of the other ladies has a scene at the end of the movie, towards the end of the movie, that's as is one of my favorite scenes of the year and stuff like that. It it, it gives the movie a certain a certain depth and certain richness that otherwise it wouldn't have if if, it, if that scene wasn't there. You know you know the one I'm talking about, right? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's so. it's kind of like what we're saying about Lady Bird, where it's a very much a character study. Well, yeah. this is a character stu- character study plus a romance plus a cultural commentary and mm-hmm. plus all these other stuff going on with the movie. It's just. It's just a really well-made movie. Yeah, and in terms of and it's funny too. Yeah, it's really funny. There's some really good lines, and the acting is great. The 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 Holly Hunter, Raymond Model are great, and so on. But also Camille's parents, they're great too, man. They're, yeah, they're fantastic too. They they they're all three-dimensional. They're not kind of stereotypes and stuff like that. It's 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 a wonderful movie. Like I said, if you want me to switch this with Dunkirk, I'm more than willing to. Oh, go ahead and do, do yeah, something. Oh, sure, why not? But then our, <laughs> our movies, our movie list will be the same. The only right. problem I had with uh, the Big Sick is. Uh, I just really didn't like Camille's uh, best friends. They were per- oh sure sure they were pretty yeah, generic. You mentioned that before, and yeah. I f- didn't like the fact that the uh, Camille's character had some had potential business coming up at some you know business opportunities that to me felt forced. You know, it felt artificial. yeah. It was like one of those things like where we gotta get to the sports game, you know, yeah. or one of those things. Yeah, yeah. I, get, I got you. And also the, him leaving at the end also felt like an artificial kind of. Him leaving, uh, him moving. It's not a spoiler. He, he has to move somewhere at the end of the movie. And then but it shows growth, though. Hmm? It shows growth. But then that's uh, that's spoilers once again. Yeah. But yeah. So um, yeah, that's the, the only the thing I didn't sick. like about yeah. a big. But uh, other than that, hey man, it's it's a fantastic movie. Yeah. Okay, go on. What's your, what's what other movies in your list? I think that's it, man. What else do I got? Okay. Oh, okay. So the, the, yeah, the other two in my list, I don't think you have them. Um, I'm gonna hold the next one back till after the next one. Okay. The next one on my list, yeah, I'll save it afterward. Uh, so why be so mysterious, man? <laughs> Good lord! Well, I, I'm sure you'll know why when when once you hear it. Sure. Anyways, for this one, uh, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh Admittedly, yeah, yeah. you haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fantastic movie. 
uh, everything I said about about the big sick apply to this as well, except for the romance part. There's no romance in this movie. Well, or is there? Or is there? Uh, but yeah, it, it tackles so many topics in this movie, and and it goes in different directions, kind of like what we, we were saying about Star Wars The Last Jedi, and this one does the same thing too. There's all these twists and turns, as well as character development, character studies, cultural commentary, social commentary. This, it covers so much. It yeah. covers so much in in what is a really well-paced movie that, that, that after the movie ended, you're like, no, I want to see more. I want to see more. It just... Fantastic movie. I don't want to say too much because Jamie didn't really say it, but definitely I recommend the sure, three billboards as an epic mystery. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then on the very uh, the the movie that that okay, admittedly this should not be on my top twelve. Are you, are you gonna say mother? No, I'm not gonna I'll say mother. I'll punch you right in the face if you say mother. I'm gonna say it's a, it's the other one. Uh, this one, oddly enough, the reason why it's on my list is because I already numbered it. I already reviewed it on my website. It kind of deserves to be where it's supposed to be technically. I will gladly save it for something else. <laughs> but here we go. The Lego Batman movie. Oh, my God. Okay. The Lego Batman movie is a fantastic animated movie that came out early this year. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. It's very fun to watch. Very A lot of adventure here. And it's a lot of like poking fun at the Batman mythology. Everything a geek would love sure. about Batman. It Lego Batman does it. So humorous. So funny. The thing is, though, is that... No, I think it holds up. <laughs> I think it back. I think it holds up. It's just that... It's the Lego Batman movie. Yeah, all right. <laughs> it just seems so weird. But if I was going to switch it, it would be The Shape of Water. I would probably switch it to The Shape of Water or sure. Wonder Woman or Thor Ragnarok or The Last Flag Flying. You know, it's just, it's just, it was just right there. I, I gave it a, such a good review. It had to be on my, it had to be on my top 12. Yeah, so there we go. There's my top 12 favorite movies of 2017 as well as Jarmang. I just to go over it again. I'll just go over mine. I got Coco, Colossal, Get Out, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, It, Lady Bird, Logan, Spider-Man Homecoming, Star Wars The Last Jedi, The Big Sick, The Lego Batman Movie, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Wait, did you say you have Colossal too? I also have Colossal, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think the only thing we disagree on are I included The Post and also Shape of Water, I believe. I believe. But then that can't right. be right because I had three movies that were on your list, right? Yeah, but you know, you got to keep in mind I also combined all the Marvel movies. Oh, that's I, right. You did, I did do that. I did a lot of trickery and stuff <laughs> like that. trickery, you know? trickery. For most part, I would say 90% of our stuff overlaps and stuff like that, except for, like I said, The Post and The and Shape Dunkard. of Water. Oh, yeah, Dunkirk. Like I said, but Dunkirk is my Lego Batman movie, I guess. You know. If you want to switch it <laughs> yeah, out for Big Sick, that's sure. fine. Whatever. Do, sure. Should we do some honorable mentions? Oh, yeah. I don't have any honorable mentions short of short of like what's on my list, which will be a spoiler to my top 40, so I'll leave it after that. Why don't you go ahead and mention uh, your honorable list? mentions include Okja uh, yeah. from one of the great directors that's out there, the Korean director whose name I cannot say. Go ahead, Albert. Uh... Bong Jung. There you go. Bong Jung. He's he's fantastic and stuff like that. He's just great. It's I just you know what I mean it's just kinda of outside of the top ten because uh, there's a couple of, I don't understand some of the decisions he made with some of the characters and stuff like that. But it's a fantastic movie. He he mixes genres so effortlessly, you know what I mean? This one's uh has pr- like a pro environmental message. It's also kind of a fairy tale, but it's also a, a Terminator chase down movie and stuff like that. It's just fantastic, you know what I mean? And Steven Yun is fantastic in it. The the little girl is fantastic why can't is anybody talking about her for best supporting uh actor uh, actor nomination i you know what i mean she's they should she's great uh what a blade runner 2049 yeah. which oddly enough i'm actually playing in the background right now as we were recording this yeah it's and this to me it might be one of those where it might age better you know i think this one is some one i'll, I'll revisit a few, i think this will age no differently than the first blade runner aged 
Because when uh, he first came out, people were also kind of meh about it. Yeah. And then they grew to love it. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I think it, this will do the same it's thing. It's beautiful to look at. Ryan Grossing is great. Harrison Ford is great. The only downside to this movie Third is act. I, I feel like... Uh, <laughs> the final act. <laughs> the, the final act is kind of wonky. I do feel like Jared Leto is in a different movie and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the music is just basically... <laughs> Oh my God! Uh, what else is there for like uh, your your honorable mentions? Your honorable mentions. Also, what else? Da, 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 da. Jumanji actually should be should give get a lot of love. Jumanji is a is a solid piece of of popcorn mainstream entertainment, man. Clever, it's clever, it's smart. The actors are funny, very personable, charming, and stuff. The only downside for me in Jumanji is Nick Jonas. <laughs> he's he's not a very good actor and stuff like that. Uh, what else do we got? The, Oh, Split from beginning of the year. Split is really good. So we saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I like Split. I like Split a lot. Yeah. Uh, And I think that's about it. Oh, War for the Planet of the Apes is fine. It's not one of my, it's not, uh, it's not a great Plants movie like the second one was, but it's fine. You know what I mean? Caesar is one of the great characters of all time. You know what I mean? It's, 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 you know. Oh, I also recently watched Girls Trip. That lady, uh, Tiffany Haddish. She's great. She's fantastic in it. So Girls Trip. You know what I mean? It's a hundred times better than uh, Rough Night, which is also uh, yes. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, and what else is there? I think that's it. Okay. All right. All right. And on that note, uh, thanks for listening. Jumping, where can people find you online? Uh, J I A M I N G L I O U, which is my first and last name on Twitter. Yeah, and uh, this is Albert. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert Five X Five. You can catch my I saw the movie blog, my uh, comic strip, and my the other podcasts and stuff in Junk Show, which we cover the year recap of twenty seventeen. You can find all that at whowhatworswhy.com. If you want to send comments, send it to whowhatworswhy at gmail.com via our Facebook page or through the website. If you want to show your support, just visit whowhatworswhy.com slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis. Find them at theyaxis.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatworswhy.com. Also, I have to mention, another honorable mention is Baby Driver because uh, John Hamm has actually the best haircut. Of the year, yeah, John Hamm was really good in yeah. Baby Driver. Yeah. It's another movie where if they just subs, if they just took out Baby Driver, the lead actors of that, or another more interesting <laughs> character actors of that, would have been a great movie. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I have my own issues with Baby Driver. Yeah, and uh, but yeah, so speaking of issues, yeah. so I don't know if you have a list, but I went ahead and came up with my bottom five least favorite movies of 2017, and this is in order from, uh, well, the last one would be the worst. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so. Rock and roll. The Go only ahead. the only living boy in New York from the oh. from the director of Five Hundred Shades Five Hundred Days of Summer. Mm-hmm. What happened to this director? Yeah. It, it's like after after the Spider Man movies and all that stuff, the, he comes up with this piece of tripe. Yeah. It's like oh my gosh, it was just so obnoxious to watch. Did you watch his other one, the one with Captain America? I did not. Actually. The Gifted. And I you heard, said it was good. I heard. I heard it was good. I haven't yeah. seen it, but I heard it's good. Okay. Yeah. And the other one. Um, Calling back Greta Gerwig from Lady Bird, the other the other person that I said was in the indie film a lot, the other female, is, Parker Posey. Uh, no, 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 no. She's she's like that was she's she was the thing in the nineties and the two thousand. Yeah, but it's uh, Blake. Wait, uh, damn it! I really forgot her name. God damn it! It's not Blake Lively, right? Not Blake Lively. But you have the movie title right there, right? Uh, yeah, it's called I Do Until I Don't. I have no idea what that is. It's uh, it's it's pretty much it's supposed to be like like a deconstruction about married couples. Mm-hmm. Like the whole premise was that like married couples can't stay married because it's not natural. Oh, Humans okay. just don't like to be married. It, it kind of goes throughout motion, and it would be amusing and funny, but 
It kind of wasn't. And he had like an all-star cast too, and it was just kind of so disappointing. And next one on my list, uh, Suburbicon. Suburbicon <laughs> It's a very, very yeah. much. It's a Matt Damon movie. Uh, he's, not, he's not doing very good this year, but uh, this was just obnoxious. It's it's trying to say yeah. something, but it's not really doing a good job at it. Yeah, here's my whole thing. I haven't seen the movie, but here's my whole thing, though. I've seen other George Clooney-directed movies and stuff, and I think uh, George Clooney's a really good actor. Yeah, he's a really good actor, but... You uh, should stick with acting. Good Night and Good Luck was a good movie. It's passable. Passable, fine. It's oh, it's a good movie, but uh, is it Oscar caliber movie because it nominated for Oscar that year? I don't think it was exactly. It, Thank it, you. It had a lot to do with the main actor, uh, Straiten, David Straiten. Mm-hmm. He was really good in it, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, George Clooney. He seems to be as a director has a lot of things to say, but he's just not very good at conveying them. What's the movies? one that he he also directed with uh, Ryan Gosling? I don't remember. Remember the one where he holds a Time magazine on, on his? That's oh yeah, I saw that too. That was yeah. just okay. My whole thing with George Clooney is, like I said, he's a really good actor. He should stick with acting. And all his uh, directed uh, movies and stuff, they should all go to HBO. You know what I mean? That's, 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 the, yeah. th- that's the level yeah. of directing and storytelling I think he has going for him as a director. Yes. Yeah. Hmm? Uh, next on my list, uh, before my very la- words. Downsizing. No, actually, another thing was not actually. I can oh, say yeah. I appreciate many things about the movie. Really? And I, I, couldn't, I couldn't tell because you <laughs> rant and raved about it for like 20 minutes when we went to go watch the post together. Well, because it was so much easier to talk about the stuff I didn't like about the oh, movie. That's why. Gosh. All right. All right. So, uh, what's number three on your list? Uh, the Obama's. Snowman. Oh, I heard it really bad. The Snowman was like, it's like a train wreck of a movie. It's, it was like, apparently, it turns out that, that the, the script wasn't even done yet when they were filming it. And so it they, shows. They were kind of almost winging it. So, it kind of shows. Yeah. You can't do a movie. That's a crime thriller type thing and not have the story sorted out. Let me ask you this. Is there a bigger disparity between the quality of lead actor and the choices and his role of choices than Michael Fassbender right now? Between the quality of his acting and the choices that he makes. You Michael know I mean? Fassbender, you need a you need a better agent. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's a to me, he's a top he's an A plus actor. He's a really good actor. He's like a, a really leading man actor. actor. Yeah. You know what I mean? But here are his last two movies. Snowman and Assassin's Creed. You know what I'm saying? So you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, So it was so disappointing. And the worst movie of the year is? Uh, Bright. No, well, I didn't watch it. Book of Henry. No, I I, I actually liked that movie. Uh, Kingsman. No, I actually liked that movie. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going through my list of bottom of movies. What's yours? Transformers The Last Night. Oh, that's... that's, Which you you didn't watch, admittedly. Yeah. But my God, I can't can it get any worse? It, it was like Michael Bay was just like sleepwalking through it. Ah, let's just do this. Wait, I'm sorry. Are you describing the last night or the last three, four <laughs> the last Transformers? Four Transformers. Movies. I mentioned this when uh, when you told me you're gonna watch uh, Transformers. It's not on Michael Bay anymore. It's on you, the audience. It's it's on you. It's your fault for going watching it. He hasn't made a, uh, the first Transformer was good, but just barely good. Everything yeah, I think, else I think it was good crap. because because I think I think it was a little bit more handsome with Steven Spielberg. Maybe maybe mm-hmm. and also. I think the newness of it gave the that first Transformer a certain energy and stuff like that. But the second Transformer is one of the I worst. I would argue the first Transformer is still watchable. Yeah, well, I haven't revisited it. But I'm, I'm just saying, the one good Transformer movie happened like 10 years ago, whenever the first one was. But he hasn't made a good one since. The second one, like I said, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Probably the worst movie I've ever seen is actually the second one. And ever since then... If you go and see these Transformers, it's not on Michael Bay. He's just cashing a check. It's on you guys. It's you, the audience. And I, th- and I think finally the audience has caught up because the, the, the last movie, down, yeah. the last movie was like uh, 1.2 billion. This one made half of that. So at least the even the international audience, even China, who have very low standards, have finally caught up. You know. So I think again, it's on the 
It's on the audience. So fair yeah. enough. I would still watch the next one. Go figure. But if, even if Michael Bay directed it, the thing is though is that I love. We watch Bumblebee that... next year. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I would watch Bumblebee. Sure. Oh, if that comes out next year, really? Yes, yeah, next year. Yeah. No way, really? It's next year, yeah. It's, it's next year. <laughs> it, it really is next year. It's, and for the first time in the Transformers franchise, Michael Bay's not directing it. Even though the character, the lead character with Haley Seinfeld, it's literally Megan Fox's character in the first Transformers. But anyway, that's not the point here. So maybe it's like a pseudo reboot of the theory. I think it might be a soft reboot. And I believe the official title is Transformers, a Bumblebee story. <laughs> Are you serious? Stop no, It is. I think it is Transformers Bumblebee. That's, I think that's the official title. But the, the, the Star Wars part of it, I, I add as a joke. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, my bottom movies, I, I already mentioned uh, Kingsman. Because, only because... I you didn't I, like the Golden Sequel that much? Yeah, it's really... I, wow, it's okay. And I, I enjoyed that movie. And yeah. also, it's not even so much whether I enjoyed it that much. It's good. It's also... it's That one is basically the expectations versus what I actually got. You know, because I did have... High expectations because I really liked the first one. You know what I mean. So I that's one reason why I I ding it so much. You know what I mean. The Justice League I don't like very much, but the thing is I wasn't expecting that much from Justice League. You know what I mean. I also think it's a bad movie, but it's not as bad as Kingsman, but only because of expectations. Uh, uh, since we're counting um, Netflix movie, I saw Thirty Minutes of Bright, and that might be the worst movie of the year. That's just terrible and stuff like that. It's trite. It's dumb. It's the world building is terrible and stuff like that. Um. Uh, Book of Henry also I, 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 I disliked a lot uh, what else was there and I think that's it okay yeah alright and on that note this has been another episode of Spoilers Please which is part of the Who What Works by Network see you in 2018 sure